Welcome to the Mother Nurture Podcast, hosted by Dr. Andrea Rosario, functional neurologist and doctor of chiropractic, specializing in functional medicine, caring for individuals and families with chronic conditions for over 15 years. Hi there, I'm Andrea Rosario, and I'm so happy to have you here with me today. As my introduction said, I'm a functional neurologist and a functional medicine practitioner. And today, the topic I want to bring to you melds those two worlds. And I see so commonly in the women patients that have come through my door, and oftentimes their children as well. So I wanted to share that with you in hopes that it might illuminate a path forward for you on optimizing your health or improving your health if you're really struggling right now. So what I see are women who are anxious, they're having trouble sleeping, they have digestive issues, they complain of kind of like hamster brain where they can't stop worrying about things that they know they shouldn't worry about, they have trouble focusing. Those are the most common symptoms, I guess, that I get aside from general fatigue and exhaustion, because when you're anxious and you're not sleeping and you're having trouble focusing and you can't get out of your own brain, it's kind of exhausting. So those are the most common symptoms that come in my door. And one would generally think of them as more functional medicine type of topics, which they absolutely are, but they also live in the world of functional neurology as well. What I'm hoping to bring to you today is the functional neurology side to why these women are suffering so much with this presentation of the anxiety and the sleep issues and and how the right side of your brain that should be acting like a brake pedal may not be functioning well enough to give you your optimal health. I'm going to talk to you about what the right brain's function does, perhaps why it's not functioning as well as it could. And then I'm going to talk to you about some ideas on how we can optimize it so we can hopefully lessen some of the symptoms and struggles that you may have from day to day. So let's dive in. Your brain has two hemispheres. It's got your left hemisphere that acts like a gas pedal, and you've got a right hemisphere that acts like a brake pedal. And when that right hemisphere of your brain isn't firing and functioning optimally, you can end up with lots of go, go, go symptoms throughout your entire body, not just symptoms though, functions, because your brain signals to all of the organs and systems within your body. So if you have a gas pedal that's full firing like it should, but you don't have a brake pedal in your right brain firing the way that it should, things get out of balance in your body. And it absolutely will create these very common symptoms that I described to you in the beginning of the show. So I'm going to kind of dive into what these look like and how the gas pedal without the brake is causing mayhem within your body brain system in general. So when you have, as far as your mental health is concerned, a gas pedal and a brake pedal that is not working, but your gas pedal is working, you're going to be prone to anxiety. You're going to not be able to control your thoughts because your left brain is going to be like survival, survival. Let's think about everything. What could happen? Like, what do I need to think about that was in the past? What about the future? What about all the things I'm missing? All of that. Your right brain is supposed to be like, hold on, pump the brakes not appropriate right now. 
We don't need to be thinking about all this. We're trying to go to bed. We're safe. There's no reason for this. Not just when you're trying to go to bed, but just in general. It's supposed to say, we're not in danger. It's fine. Pump the brakes. So glad you're here, left brain. We need you for survival. Very, very important. But it's very important for me to say not appropriate as well. It makes you prone to anxiety. But it's not just your thoughts that your brain affects. It affects your immune system. So if you have somebody who's got a left brain that's functioning really well, it's telling your immune system, go, 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 go. But then the right brain that's supposed to act like a brake pedal and say, this is not appropriate, does not function as well. In that case, you could end up with a predisposition to things like autoimmunity, where your immune system has either gotten out of balance, gone overactive, gotten confused, and it's attacking your own body's tissue. Whereas if your brain was functioning better between the two lobes, then you would basically say, here's my hyper-functioning immune system brain, but my right brain is going to say, we don't need to be that aggressive right now. We are not in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, well, right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. Excuse the bad joke. But in general, your right brain is supposed to say we, we are not in imminent immune system danger. And if it doesn't, you could be predisposed to autoimmunity. If you've got that in your family, you may want to pay extra special attention because your brain wiring and your brain function can run within your family. And I will talk about that more in just a moment. I want you to also know that autoimmunity is linked to some diseases that aren't commonly known as, as autoimmune connected. Most common is your thyroid, sometimes eczema and psoriasis, sometimes fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. These are all tied in with autoimmune type reaction within your body. So just keep those in mind as the ones that are not commonly thought of, but pay attention right there. Okay. There are certain learning disabilities that are kind of tied in more with your right brain not functioning as well. One of those would be ADD and ADHD. If you ever had a kid with ADD or ADHD, or you are that kid yourself, you know that the brain just kind of doesn't stop and its attention is not focused because it's always looking for the next thing. So it's because your right brain is really in charge of focusing and calming down that impulse to switch directions on where you're going. And the same goes with the H, the hyperactivity and ADHD, where your left brain's like, move, 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 move. And your right brain is not saying, sit still, we're in church, sit still, you're in a classroom, sit still, we're at the dinner table, anything like that. It's not pumping the brakes to say that's not appropriate right now. Oftentimes people who have autism, either their right brain isn't connecting well with their left brain or their right brain is down and not functioning as well as it could. And that definitely lends them to some of their behaviors, some of the stimming, some of the hyper-focus on their passions. The same goes for things like OCD. That's kind of a thought that just won't stop. The same with Tourette's, tick disorders. Sometimes those are like left brain firing high. The right brain is not saying not appropriate. Sometimes they're more complicated than that for sure. But that definitely plays in to the pathology of those particular disabilities, learning disabilities, um, neurological struggles. So those are all when your right brain isn't necessarily functioning as well as it could. 
Another thing that right brain does for you is it says you can calm your own impulses down. So if your left brain is like asking, let's just say it's asking for that wine at night, or it's asking for the gambling or whatever addictions or whatever impulses a person has, the right brain should be able to say, this is not what we need to do right now. But if your right brain is not functioning as well, then you're more prone to not being able to control your impulses as well as you could or should had it been functioning well. So these are also life impacting things. The final thing I want to talk to you about the function of your right brain, it really has a big impact on your ability to calm the fight or flight system. That is your survival mode, your, your stress mode. If your right brain is not functioning well, it doesn't fire into the midbrain where all of the signals come down saying it's okay. We are not being chased by a bear. We are walking through our backyard. That was a butterfly, not a airplane falling on your head. You cannot calm yourself out of like this hyper state of survival if your right brain isn't firing correctly. It is also in charge of a few other things that I won't go too deeply in. Um, Things like reading comprehension and math reasoning and feeling your own body and space. So sometimes people that are like, I don't know, my mom, my uncle always called her klutz. That was her nickname because if there was a rock in the middle of a parking lot, she was going to find it and roll her ankle and sprain her ankle. And next holiday, she would surely be in a cast or something like that. So, you know, that's kind of a thing that, that can happen as well as just, you're not really in charge of your balance, your position in space and things like that as well. If you don't have your right brain functioning. So I know I kind of went really deep into that, but I hope you guys can see anxiety and trouble sleeping, trouble focusing, trouble controlling your impulses, attention, hyperactivity, thoughts that won't stop, autoimmunity. There's so many things that can be helped if your right brain is functioning optimally. It is so commonly overlooked because not, well, not many people do functional medicine and functional neurology. It's, it's a growing field to have them both. So thank goodness for that. But if you don't know the functional neurology side, you may not really see that connection on the brain wiring and all of it signaling down. That is so very important if you're trying to get rid of all these other symptoms. So how does a right brain become not as well functioning as it needs to be? Sometimes It's in development and sometimes it's in degradation. So it's aging, it's getting old, it's breaking down. So on the development side, the most common cause of a right brain not being as functional as it should be would be if you had kind of a tough first five years of life, because in that first five years, your right brain is where you're mostly operating out of. And that right brain can also be a lot of your subconscious thoughts. If you have traumatic childhood, even if it's not massively traumatic, just some sort of lack of safety or security within the home or within your life, then you can have your right brain just naturally not develop as strong as it could. Now, once you're about five years old, for a few years, your left brain sort of takes over. You start to build that side of your brain again, and then it switches, and then it switches again. But the right side of your brain is particularly susceptible to not 
developing as well as it could if you had a tough first five years of life. You can also have sort of a degradation of your right brain. And that can be that it's literally shrinking or dying off, which of course we don't want. And that kind of can happen with advanced age or lack of movement. Your brain can shrink when you're not moving as much. So there are, there are certain core exercises and things like that, that if you're not doing that, because you're sitting at a desk all day, your right brain can shrink. Another super duper common cause is stress because cortisol, your stress hormone gets secreted and it goes and it shuts down your hippocampus, especially on your right side. That hippocampus is where all your short-term memories live. And it also signals to all of your hormone secreting glands as part of the axis of signaling there. And so when you have that stress cortisol shut that down, it starts a perpetual loop of things that happen that sort of just keep shutting your right brain down. So stress is a big contributor as well. So again, we have developmental issues as early as in utero, but that first five years, especially is really common for that development to get stunted in your right brain. And if you don't know how to exercise your right brain to recover good function, it can just stay that way throughout your life. And we have the degradation, whether that be from aging brain oftentimes can be caused by a lack of activity, especially of like your core muscles, also brain dysfunction because of the hormones secreted by stress, especially chronic stress. So those are the most common reasons why the right brain is not functioning as well. I mentioned how there can be genetic or familial components to your right brain not functioning as well as it could. And that's very true. Oftentimes you will see in families that many people within the family, especially if you look at your parents and maybe even your grandparents, and if your left brain is firing higher than your right, you can often see it in your own children as well. And that would be common traits amongst you all of the anxiety and the trouble sleeping and the autoimmunity and the trouble focusing, maybe the ADHD or the autism, right? So These can happen sometimes in utero, sometimes as a result of your own parents' way that they function in life that kind of helps to perpetuate into your own brain development, a right brain that isn't quite as functional as it could be. So that is something that if you've gone your life without knowing how to build up that that right brain when it's struggling, then that might be something you even pass on to your own children and them to theirs. And so it's really important to get your brain function really optimized both lobes. So you've got your gas and your brake pedal. So I want to talk to you about a few ways that you can do this. I have an extensive list that I'm going to share with you in the show notes. You just have to follow that link so that you can find this list. I want to share a couple of easy ones for you to grab onto. These are not ones that you have to incorporate every single one of them, but maybe you could grab a couple that fit into your lifestyle that you can just incorporate one way or another and and not have it be a big stressful thing because we don't want the stress because that's not going to help our right brain, right? So the right brain loves new experiences. Seeing your same four walls in your house or your office all the time isn't exercising your right brain. Going for a walk 
walking a different path than you would usually walk. Maybe going for a drive or when you're coming to and from your office or the grocery store, maybe you take a different way each time. Something novel, something new. Travel when we can travel safely again. Read something new. Do a new puzzle. Any kind of new experience. Meet new people. That all helps to optimize your right brain. As a matter of fact, you can kind of see how this last couple of years has not been great for people who already have right brain deficits and right brain struggling because we have not had a whole lot of new experiences, many of us, that we would actually even normally have in day-to-day life. So find new experiences any which way you can. Another way that you can exercise your right brain is it really likes things that are unpredictable. So if you're going to listen to music, maybe you have a little bit of an attention problem. You might be able to activate and bring blood and energy and fuel to your right brain if you're listening to music that doesn't have a steady rhythm. So you don't really want to be studying to rap is what I'm saying. You're going to want to be studying to something like classical or jazz or like environmental sounds, because you never know what's coming up next, if it's going to be the bird or the river (laughs) or the whale. So you can study or listen in general to that type of music, and it will stimulate your right brain. Another thing that you can do is you can, when you're taking your walk around your neighborhood, exercising at the gym, you can listen to the music or the podcast or whatever you're listening to in your left ear because that's going to stimulate your right brain. And because you're pairing it with exercise, it's like a double whammy. It's the burpee of exercises. I mean, it's going to hit you in a a few different ways and really set those neurons into uh, connection mode and, and make really good, strong neuron connections for you over in your right brain. So that would be fantastic. And let's see. Oh, sniffing essential oils through your right nostril. That would go straight to your right brain. That would activate your right brain as well. So maybe if you're going to be studying and you need to focus well, you can plug your left nostril, take some rosemary or peppermint essential oil, and take a couple of good deep inhales through your right nostril. Activate your right brain. That wouldn't be a bad idea. And then the final thing I guess that I'll say right now would be that you can practice your impulse control. That would be things like, well, I'm just going to say what you might want to do with your kids. You can do these for yourself if you don't have kids as well, but they're the first things that come to my mind when I think about something that would be easy to do. Impulse control would be games like red light, green light, or freeze dance, or freeze tag. So you can do things like that. You can also improve the connection between your left and right brain by doing things that cross your body. So as an adult, you could do things like yoga or Tai Chi as a kid or shoot as an adult too. You can do things like play twister, you know, sometimes those cross your body a lot of times. So um, there are a lot of different ways that you can think about to incorporate things that cross your body or things that make you have to stop and, and control your impulses at the moment. So those are just some ideas for you, but again, you can go to the show notes and follow the link so that you can get a complete list of right brain stimulating activities. Okay. 
Okay, let me do a quick summary of what we have gone over today. So I talked to you about the common symptoms that present when you don't have a properly functioning and efficient right brain. And we also talked about some of the functions of the right brain so that we could see in all the areas of life, how that right brain acts like a brake pedal to the left brain's gas pedal. And when you don't have that brake to say when things aren't appropriate, you're going to end up with dysfunction in your thoughts or in your body's function. We also talked about the ways that you can end up with your right brain not functioning as well, whether it's developmentally or because of stress or aging or lack of movement. And then finally, we talked about a few sweet and simple ways you can activate and strengthen your right brain function. And I mentioned how you can get more ideas for exercises for strengthening your right brain by going to the show notes. So I hope you found today helpful. And if you are a person whose right brain is not functioning as well, don't ignore your brain's health in your healing journey. It absolutely will help you achieve your goals much faster. All right, that's it for now. I'll be talking to you next week. Bye.